he just gets me. And it's so funny because like Mitch will even try to take Henry, like all dogs love walks, but Mitch will try to take Henry on a walk. And if I'm not going, he literally stops, like will stop dead <laughs> in his tracks and be like, no, like not without mom. Like he follows me everywhere. He's laying beside me in bed as we speak. Just like you said, your soul dog, like the best, the best decision. And yeah, like those days that you're, you know, exploring or, you know, you're like, oh, I just need to get out of the house. Like they make you get out and like see so mm -hmm. much more. Or I've met so many people through Henry. Like my husband always is like, makes fun of me. It's like an ongoing joke. It's like, oh, you're going to leave and like come back with a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally have like met so many people like walking Henry and then just getting talking about them and then like exchanging numbers. And I don't know, I feel like in this hockey lifestyle putting yourself out there and meeting new people and you know it's essential and I think that yeah Henry having a dog has totally helped. What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey and so much more. For hockey expats, buy hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Shelby Versteeg on and I feel like I've known her for years. We honestly just clicked and I felt like we laughed throughout the entire episode. We both have golden doodles, which for me is just an obvious indication that I'm going to like someone. I might be a little bit biased, but we've connected over Instagram several times about it and I was finally excited to sit down and have a conversation with her because she was so warm. She had some hilarious stories about their hockey journey such as getting their dog, Henry, in Japan and getting in a random orange car at the train station to get him and having a baby in Slovakia. And we also talk a lot about what the culture was like in Japan and Slovakia and how it usually exceeds people's expectations. If you do have a dog and you're wondering how the heck we brought our dogs over to Europe, you need to go back and listen to the Traveling with Dogs episode. It's very long. It's like two hours. But... I had three other girls come on and share just different experiences, such as flying with your ESA, flying in cargo, flying into the UK. So there's a lot of good resources in there, as well as the Facebook group. I think I can also speak for so many people that just having your pet with you during the hockey season is such a comfort. And I honestly do not know what I would do without my dogs. I mean, I can definitely get irritated having to take them out, living in an apartment complex that does get tiring from time to time, especially as it gets into the winter months. But I would be so lost if they were not here with me. And I know my husband feels the same way. At the beginning of the episode, we also talk about what life was like for them this summer and how it was a little bit different because of COVID and just that kind of stress of waiting on a contract and not really knowing what's going to happen. I loved talking to Shelby and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Shelby, thanks for coming on the podcast today. I know we have bonded over our golden doodles being twins on Instagram, but I'm excited to get to know you more today. 
Thank you for having me. Yes. I mean, your dogs are so cute and they look just like Henry. Henry has a really bad haircut right now, so they're not as fluffy, <laughs> but they yeah. are the best dogs. Not biased that my dogs are cute because my dogs look just like your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They are the best though. Best kid dogs, travel dogs. I can't say enough about them. I know. And the no shedding is also amazing. I don't think I could ever go back. Yes, it's key. I mean, you can wear Lulu's without having to use a lint roller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I wanted to start off and just ask you how your summer has been with your family and COVID going on. Uh, it's been such a different summer. I mean, having Sam, we mostly like just hang out at home anyway. So in that respect we've been just you know just hanging out going to parks and stuff so um it's not like we're going to malls or anything like that normally so things I don't know things aren't that different but the season ended so abruptly um like back in November my husband had talked to the team about signing for another two years so we just thought it was going to be easy we'll just go back we actually had a house um with like a gated yard life was just so easy over there um we had a school picked out for STEM this fall and then when the season ended abruptly, they still talked through the summer thinking, okay, like, you know, we still have a good chance to go back. Um, then they started restricting the number of people and the number of fans and games. And um, they recently actually just talked about just having players. And so Nitra, the team that we were on, just, I guess, stopped going to games. They stopped having games. So the rest of the league was playing, but Nitra and a couple other teams didn't. So I guess back to your question, um, summer has been longer than usual, which has mm -hmm. been nice, but also like everyone starts, you know, they're going back to work, you know, people still work their eight to four jobs. So we're kind of just sitting here like in limbo. Um, it's been nice to have this longer summer, but also like we're ready to get back, like ready to sign somewhere and, you know, have this like stress gone. Um, so yeah, we're still waiting, still in Canada. I'm talking to a few teams, but haven't figured anything else like out yet. So where exactly are you located? Um, we're in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Um, okay. This is where my husband is from. So actually the weather is super nice. Um, it's fall now and it's still in the tw like 20 degrees. Um, so it's still nice, but our family is here. We have a house here actually, and we just sold that uh, we had it for the last five years. So um, we're still in that. And um, yeah, it's, it's like our, our home to us too. So and Mitch's family is here. So that's nice. Nice to have some help around. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with a little one. <laughs> How have the cases been there? Has it been pretty bad or has it been pretty mild? Super low. Like I think recently, and it's like the Southern zone that maybe there's 10. So that includes like all of the little like towns around us. So yeah, like I said, like super, super low, um, no outbreaks, nothing like Calgary or like, you know, the hotspots, Toronto. Um, yeah, so we've, we've felt super safe here, I guess. And, um, I don't think there's ever been, a you know, big amount of cases here. Are you guys feeling anxious about finding out where you're going to go? And if maybe something doesn't come up, are you okay with retiring or what are your thoughts about that? Cause I know a lot of people are really, they're in that kind of limbo, like you said, of just, okay, what's going to happen? Where are we going to sign and when? <laughs> And yeah. this was last season or last season? Honestly, like five years ago, I thought, okay, we play like a couple more years. Um, you know, you're ready to you know, I, use your degree or go 
work somewhere. And now after having them, our little boy, he's three years old now. Um, every year I'm like, Hey, you know, play more hockey, like play more hockey, you know, like the lifestyle's so good. And then like, same thing in November, like I had said, like talking to the team for two more years, we just thought, you know, maybe we'll do two more years, like have another, um, baby. And, um, then that way we can retire there. So we're definitely not ready to be done. Um, it's kind of, it's different when you're ready to retire, I think. And Mm -hmm. you, you've made that decision. I think it's still hard for, for guys to, you know, retire and make that decision. But if it's on your terms, I think that's completely different than, um, being pushed into retirement, you know? Um, yeah, it's so hard. I think that we still want to go over somewhere. Um, my husband has been talking to a couple teams, but it's also hard with, you know, lots of guys from the NHL going over other spots being taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll just kind of wait it out and see, see what happens in the next like month or so. And yeah, not ready to be done yet, I guess. I know. And I know there's so many people that are still waiting on contracts. So I think it's just a matter of time and, and, also slots always open up like in the middle of the season you know that's when injuries start start happening unfortunately but that's just what it is and I mean last year we didn't sign till the middle of October and that's when we came out to Austria for the first time so it's just kind of a waiting game and COVID obviously adds to the stress of everything so I hope you get something soon just for peace of mind and then you can get your house kind of settled and and get over there. Yes yes that makes me and I hear that all the time the people signing later. And, um, I don't know, did you feel like there was a lot of stress for you last year, like waiting until October? Yeah. So my husband actually ended the season with like a wrist injury. So he was kind of rehabbing that. So he felt like he wasn't ready to go play yet, but once he was finally cleared to play is when his agent really started, you know, talking to other teams and such. And, but we were still anxious because we knew that like, like you, we were not ready to retire or anything like that, but it it is nerve wracking once the season's already started and you're not really sure if something will open up, but usually something does open up. Um, but it is hard to like step outside of your head sometimes and actually see that, but injuries happen all the time. And that's just kind of, it kind of worked out in our favor in that sense. Um, but yeah, it is stressful. I think every year is stressful coming over. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Seriously. Like it never, like it never gets easier. We had four years of like free signing. We've been in Nitra for the last four years in Slovakia. And I think we forgot, we forgot about those, um, stressful summer months. We just thought, Oh, you know, like we just went back, you know, all of our stuff was there. We only packed like a few suitcases to go home and we left everything there. And now we're like reliving what we did in the first like three years. And so, um, it's, yeah, it's always stressful. And even when you have a contract, I think it is still stressful because hockey can be so up and down and contracts Mm -hmm. really don't mean that much over in Europe, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like I do, I do think something will happen. And, you know, Mitch and I always say like the most like Slovakia, for example, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you where it was on the map. I, people were like, where, where, I was like, where's Slovakia, you know, like embarrassing, like it's embarrassing to say, but I was like, I don't even know I had to Google it. And honestly, it's been like the best place. It's those unexpected places or sometimes the places you aren't so excited to go sometimes just become, you know, your best decision. So I'm trying to just go into it and like think positively and hopefully 
when something comes up, you know, we'll just settle in like we normally do and make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And I don't know where so many things are on the map, by the way. (laughs) I really have to pull (laughs) pull it up and be like, okay, I am here. It's like those mall, those things in the mall. I'm like, okay, (laughs) which direction is this? I just have no idea. (laughs) It's so true. Like, I mean, talk to me seven years ago when we first went to Europe. And now it's like, until you go to a country, then you're like, okay, I know Croatia is next to Slovakia. I know this, I know this, but before that, you're like, oh my gosh, like, please don't ask me a question about there because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did you guys play there um, up until this past season? We were there since 2016. So the last four years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like we went there, like I said, I don't know if you've ever been to, I mean, it's right next door to you guys. We're right, like Vienna's only an hour and a half. So like pre-SEM, we used to drive to Vienna to go for dinner. Like we'd just be like, oh, we're bored. Like let's hop in the car and go for dinner downtown and like do some shopping. I mean, now with a toddler, we don't do that as often, but like, like, yeah, Austria is right next door. Um, When we went there, it's totally different. It's like a poor country. So buildings aren't redone or as beautiful, I guess, as places like Austria or Germany. But um, after the first year, we thought, oh, we'll sign back. You know, we'll we'll go back. We're having a baby. We know, you know, we know the management. They're so good and other moms there and made friends. So it was just kind of like easy. Um, And then ever since then, we've honestly fell more in love with it every year. And yeah, not going back was super hard. I think it was super emotional. And we, yeah, we just expected to go back. And um, even through the summer, I think we expected to go back a bit too. So just knowing that um, they weren't having many fans and couldn't afford imports just yeah it made us really Mm -hmm. sad but maybe next year I don't know we definitely need to go back and visit that was you know where our son was born and that was home to him for the last three years more than Lethbridge was. Yeah I think it's so easy to get attached to these places especially when you fall in love with it and just the city and the people and I totally know what you mean, especially because your son was born. That's always going to be a special place for you guys. And you're right. You can always go back and visit and do little family vacations and stuff. And I'm sure, you know, when your son gets older, when he's like our age, he can go back and and visit as an adult, which would be really fun for you guys too. Yes. I always say, I'm like, when you're 16, I'm taking you back. Like he's going to be like, what is this place? Um, (laughs) I, I have a funny story. It's, when I remember my mom flew over and it was like the management was trying to help us find a place to give birth. And my OB was just so great, but he worked at a hospital just outside of Nitra, which was okay. But he, they, there wasn't an anesthesiologist um, to give you an epidural unless you had a C-section. And so obviously like you think you can come there totally. um, But yeah, we don't have one. You can't get one unless you go to a private hospital. So the only private hospitals in Slovakia was Bratislava and Topolčany. So my husband like pushed me towards Topolčany because it was a little bit cheaper. If anyone knows my husband knows that, you know, this is Mitch. <laughs> He'll try to save some money if he can. And so we, it was this exact same distance, but also no traffic. So it just kind of made sense. So we went out there one day and my mom was um, came there right before I gave birth. So right before my due date and we drive out there. And as we pulled up to the hospital, I was like, Oh no, like I didn't want to say anything. Cause I was like, don't freak yourself out. Like this building looks like 
it was destroyed in World War II, but you know, <laughs> it's okay. Like, and I was like, oh no, you know, like this is the hospital. This has to be it, you know? And they were going to give me a tour. And so I went in and when you walked in, it, it was redone there. But then as you walk down the hall to go to like the, the maternity ward or the maternity center floor, it just got worse and worse. I was like, whoa, this building looks like it's going to fall apart. But I was like, not going to say anything. <laughs> then we meet our doctor and he spoke English. No one else did. Like even the head of nursing, she did not speak English. So she's like trying to point, we bring my friend um, and she translated for us. But uh, we, so we sit down with the doctor. He's starting to fill out the paperwork, just, you know, your medical history. And he pulls out a typewriter. And I'm not even kidding Stop. you. I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't even say anything because I was like, Shelby, like, keep your cool, you know, and my mom didn't say anything either, but I could tell she kind of, you know, like with like fidgeted in her chair and she starts <laughs> typing this document out on the typewriter. And I was like, oh man. So after the visit, we get back in the car and my mom like stops and looks at me and she's like, Shelby, I don't think this is right. I think you need to come back to Canada to give birth. And I was kind of like in my mind, maybe thinking that a little bit but I was like you know what people give birth here all the time and Slovakian women must be so strong because they don't want epidurals and I'm like I just need to have the option just in case I can't handle it and mm -hmm. you know I couldn't and so it was yeah I just I I didn't really know anything like going into giving birth you know I didn't read anything my sister has four kids I've been around them a lot but about giving birth I think I went into it so blind and it really helped me I was yeah so anyways the um just going back in the four years there and just uh, the management was so wonderful and helping me and <laughs> okay. had, you're like brushing past this typewriter situation <laughs> I'm still sitting here with like this massive grin on my face that is oh so bizarre wild. like could we get a new computer <laughs> <laughs> right. And like another thing was you spend four days in the hospital with just an irregular birth. So it's great. Like you have so much help. I had a private room. Um, Mitch could stay with me. Uh, there was, I don't think, I think there was one English channel and it was like animal planet. So, you know, I tapped <laughs> through the same reruns for, you know, four like days birthing straight. animals on animal planet. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? It's fine. Like, you know, just had like a total four days of I guess literally pure quietness, which was good. And um, uh, I remember them in the mornings, they would come get Sam and I'm not even kidding you in a shopping cart. Like I have a photo and it's not a shopping cart, like made for the hospitals. It got smaller at the end. So it was for sure from the grocery store. <laughs> they, they wrote his name and like, I'm guessing it's not like a permanent marker, but a marker that's maybe hard to write off. So it says last name, like Versi down his leg. So I guess they would mix the babies. And again, like most moms are like, aren't you scared? I posted it on Facebook and I think I had so many questions like, oh my God, this is so sketchy, but it's all I knew. And, you know, and they just took them, they checked them over. They collected all the babies that were, you know, had been born every morning and took them away, checked them and then delivered them back in your shopping cart. And Sam was always placed at the end. I, he's always been a really short baby. So he's just at the end where it got super narrow and I still have that photo and my family and I still talk about it and laugh about it because we're like they just pick the babies up in a shopping cart in the morning that is the funniest oh. thing ever well you are so brave for doing that like so that you stuck with that hospital 
Yes. Yeah. I, I did. I just, you know, I was so close to my due date too. And I, I didn't even really think about it. It was just like, yeah, I'm having my baby here. And I guess my number one thing was just being with my husband um, on baby number two. I think I probably would go to the Bratislava hospital. But yeah. <laughs> it, it, it worked out. Hoping like, carts and typewriters aren't for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not again. I did that once, you know, I, I deserve maybe a little better of a hospital next time around. <laughs> You deserve like everything in the world for doing that. Not <laughs> having a freak out. <laughs> yes, it would just, I don't know. I, I think just going in so blind just helped me. Like, but it was good. Now we have memories that we can like laugh about and nothing bad really happened. And um, <laughs> yeah, we still laugh about it. Like I said, it's just, it was definitely a different experience, but. I don't know. It was, it just worked. And having Mitch there, I honestly couldn't imagine having a baby. Like I know COVID is so different with some people having to stay home and stuff, but I mean, just having your like number one person that you can like wake up in the middle of the night and be like your turn, you know, like you're not going to do that to your mom and your dad. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I don't know. Mitch was like, yeah, so wonderful. And um, yeah, it it went, it went good. And I wouldn't, and now I wouldn't change anything. Um, I had an epidural that you could still walk, but it like took the edge off. So um, I don't know how women give birth naturally. So I give props to anyone who has. <laughs> is that hospital? Okay. I clearly don't know where anything in Slovakia is, but we like our best friends played in Banska for like a hot minute and she was going to have her baby there, but then they wound up going to Germany for the rest of the season and she had him there. But is that hospital by there? Do you know? Well, Slovakia is very small in general, like a very small country, but I want to say it's not. Maybe, were they going to have their baby in Banska or in Bratislava? I don't know, but I just remember she sent me a picture of a very sketchy looking hospital, but there could be more than one. But as you were talking about the hospital, I was imaging that picture she sent me in my head and it it does look exactly like you're talking about. (laughs) It's so funny because, okay, like I love Slovakia. So I, you know, to all the Slovakians that are listening, um, it's great. I just think that, like I said, like the buildings aren't upkept they don't have money to like go and make the buildings you know restore the building so even the one in Nitra I remember my husband I think it was last year the year before he was injured and he had to stay a few days in the hospital he actually texted me and he was like hey Shelby can you bring me toilet paper I have to go to the bathroom and they don't supply it there in Nitra because there's and I'm sure there's other hospitals (laughs) similar to this because there's budget cuts so you actually have to bring your own toilet paper. Oh my to god! I am literally and, in, like oh. crying right now. Like I'm literally. <laughs> and I died, and I was like, "What about the guy next to you?" And you don't get your own room either. And he was like, "No, he like I, does not. I don't think speak English, and he does not look friendly." I was like, "Well, maybe he'd lend you some toilet paper." Like. <laughs> Oh yeah, ask him God. if he wants to split a roll. <laughs> yeah. What in the but world? Like, like could, we not, could we not budget cut the toilet paper? Like, really? <laughs> That's a necessity. Oh, man. It's so funny. Like, I, yeah, it's just, it's not, you know, it's, there's so many buildings that, you know, I explained to my friends, I was like, what's the best vet? You know, they send me to this vet that's supposed to be like more expensive and you go there and even Henry doesn't want to go inside. He's like, this stinks. Like, no thanks, you know? And I can tell he's like, he's like such a, 
prince, you know, so he's not wanting to go into these places, these stinky vets. <laughs> and I tried to explain to my um, friends, they're like, you know, like you go to a vet here in Canada and it's so nice, you know, you each have your own room. Um, it has like the dog treats and the collars. You go to the vets there and it's like cracked old building. Um, looks like it's going to fall down. So, I mean, if, yeah, if the hospitals are bad, the vets are, you know, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> your your dude's giving you like the side eye. That's what they're like the best at. I'm like, you're a human and you're giving me an evil look right now. And I don't appreciate it at all. Yes. <laughs> but I agree. Like, why are we here? The floors are dirty, mom. <laughs> That's so funny. So you guys also played in Japan. Yes, that was actually like Mitch had played in Germany in 2013 that was his first season abroad um and I was actually finishing my degree um I was at international business so I was over in the Netherlands with like my two best friends just right outside of Amsterdam and so we were able to train back and forth and see each other and so that was such a cool experience like finish your degree over there and Mitch was in Germany yeah that's um, so fun yeah, and we were engaged at that point. So then in 2014, when uh, I was done school, and I that was like always my goal, like I had to finish school before I go over abroad with Mitch. Um, he signed in Japan, and I remember he had like an offer in, I think it was Italy, um, a Scandinavian country, and Japan. And so he picked Japan. I was so unsure. And yeah, honestly, Slovakia and Japan tied completely. It's amazing. It's I can't say enough about it. We wanted to go back and Mitch was kind of talking to a team there this season. Um, but it takes seven months to get your dog there because they it, it's rabies free. So um, mm. that kind of steered us away from that choice this year. Yeah. So that, you know, that wasn't, I don't know. My husband was kind of like, oh, you know, we didn't believe it. We're like, we got Henry in Japan, but we, to take him back, it's just, you need so many tests and so many like waiting days in between each test. And so on average, they, when I emailed them, they said, yeah, plan for seven months of like waiting and test results, um, to bring him back. So, I mean, that's just not an option for us. Like Henry is like our firstborn, as you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The dog would never, I just, I couldn't, there's such a emotional support. It's actually legit. <laughs> yes. That's what I, my husband, like I've, you know, he always is like, oh, you're crazy, but I'm sure, you know, you know, they're the you know, you bring them everywhere, you know, when your husband's gone away to road trips, like they're the ones who explore with you. Um, how long have you had your dogs? How old are they? Um, so the bigger one is four and then the smaller one is three, but they're, they still very much act like puppies. How old is Henry? <laughs> Henry is six. And so, um, okay. uh, yeah, he, same thing though. Like people at the dog park are like, how old is he? And I'm like, he's wild. He's six. And <laughs> You know, he's just over-exercised and super crazy, but yeah, he's he was, one. uh, <laughs> you just gotta lie. Yeah, yeah, actually he's just really bad and not trained, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, you know, it was a big decision, I think, uh, to get a dog. And, um, my husband actually said, you know, I wanted like a really expensive person. He's like, you can get the dog or get the purse. And I was like, okay, dog. And, um, <laughs> we actually put a deposit on a golden doodle in Alberta and then when my husband signed there, we had to lose our deposit because we couldn't bring him over. And um, uh, yeah, so we, the litter wasn't ready to go yet anyway. So we just um, lost like, I don't know, 200 bucks and then went over there and I spent, I think seriously, like 48 hours Googling like golden doodles in Japan. I ended up finding one in Tokyo and this girl was like, oh yeah, you know, we actually have one left. He's ready to be picked up. 
And she got a translator because she didn't speak any English. And she's like, come to like the Tokyo train station, come out this exit and we'll be in an orange car. So it was like so sketchy. That doesn't sound sketchy at all. (laughs) I have a video of like Mitch and Mitch is like looking at me. He's, you know, just so annoyed. Like, oh my God, for this dog. Like, so we get, you know, it's about an hour and a half train ride from where we were and get on this train come out this exit and there's this orange car and I mean you can spot Mitch from like a mile away he's like 6'2 um this Caucasian guy you know this long hair like missing teeth <laughs> and, like above everyone <laughs> yeah exactly I mean like people stare at him anyway through the train station so you know they waved to us and we thought they're just gonna give us the dog and we'd give them the money and they're like no no come come you know and they're not speaking any English so we like hop in this car <laughs> go down these streets and she's like, this dog, you know, most handsome, beautiful, um, best behaved. And I'm like, oh, she's lying. It's just the last one left. <laughs> he comes like barreling out of the back, knocks over the brooms, like the garbage cans. And I'm like, oh, like, this is what we're in for. <laughs> yeah, take him back home. And, you know, it's a hard few months that, you know, I'm sure you know the training of a dog and you know, you forget because your parents do it all right. And you're like, hey, you're like out at three in the morning, freezing and in an apartment. And you're like, what did I get myself into? And then, you know, it's the best, one of the best decisions you've ever made. But yeah, that's kind of our story with Henry. Wait, so where did this orange van take you? <laughs> it just took us to like their house like that. <laughs> I think that was just her job. Like the, she had a son and I still have her on Facebook. They still breed golden doodles and yeah she still like checks in and asks how Henry is and um yeah it's just just her house and you know I was like pretty you know felt pretty safe with Mitch but <laughs> I was kind of like Mitch is just like where are you taking me lady like taking me <laughs> yeah. on all these wild adventures that could have gone um, very sideways <laughs> yes and where did you get your dogs in the states or the doors just lock <laughs> you're like oh god <laughs> we're getting taken <laughs> yeah actually. um yeah we got our dogs in the states and yep we just we had one and then my husband actually he really wanted another one and I my older one he's actually he's very hyper he loves people and people always ask if he's the puppy my husband wanted another one. I started doing research because I was just looking. It's like, okay, I'm just going to look. He wanted a red golden doodle. <laughs> and then I found one. And when we got her, she was crazy. Like a nightmare. We tried to sell her. We were like, we cannot do this. She's crazy. Like we just, we couldn't connect with her. I know that sounds bad. I'm actually probably not going to put the fact that I was going to sell her on the <laughs> podcast because I'm going to get some hate mail. <laughs> But honestly, though, you have to do what's like good for your family. I think, I don't know if it makes you feel any better. Henry was an actual savage, like <laughs> made us bleed every day. And I was, you know, I, I actually thought to myself, like, I called my mom and I actually was like, you know, cause everyone told us not to do it. They're like, don't do it. You know, don't dogs are, they're a lot of work. You guys are traveling. And so then the first two months I was like, why did we do this? You know, like you're up every hour. <laughs> Yeah. And like, with that being said, like the older dog, Deacon, he actually loves like being in bed. He loves sleeping. He's a huge cuddle bug. When he's in our house with us, he's like very mellow. And our 
or Raina wasn't. So she was a nightmare. <laughs> anyway, she's an angel. She's like my soul dog. I don't know if you feel that way or if you like believe in that kind of thing, but I'm like, I know you. Like you are you are my soul dog. I know you from another I, life. <laughs> I totally relate to that. I literally say all the time, like Henry is my soulmate. Like, I'm so sorry, Mitch, but he just gets me. And it's so funny because like Mitch will even try to take Henry, like all dogs love walks, but Mitch will try to take Henry on a walk. And if I'm not going, he literally stops, like will stop dead <laughs> in his tracks and be like, no, like not without mom. Like he follows me everywhere. He's laying beside me in bed as we speak. Like he is just, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. Like, just like you said, your soul dog, like the best, the best decision. And yeah, like those days that you're, you know, exploring or, you know, you're like, oh, I just need to get out of the house. Like they make you get out and like see so Mm -hmm. much more. Or I've met so many people through Henry. Like my husband always is like, makes fun of me. It's like an ongoing joke. It's like, oh, you're going to leave and like come back with a friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I literally have like met so many people like walking Henry and then just getting talking about them and then like exchanging numbers. And I don't know, I feel like in this hockey lifestyle, you know, putting yourself out there and meeting new people and, you know, it's essential. And I think that, yeah, Henry having a dog has totally helped. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And also I'm really curious about like the culture in Japan. That's, that is on my bucket list. Like I want to go to Japan. It's not on my husband's bucket list, but it looks so (laughs) cool from what I've seen. I just think it's really interesting. How are the games and the fans and just the whole vibe there? Seriously, it wasn't on my bucket list either. I think that um, when you go, though, I don't know anyone that has come and been like, oh, I don't want to go back. I, we had so many visitors that year, too. Um, as for hockey, um, it's not so much hockey. We just came from, like, a city that lives and breathes hockey, like, literally lives and breathes hockey. So it, nature was one of the best for hockey, whereas, you know, Japan, it wasn't so much into hockey, but um they treated you really well like you got to park like in the back I remember always pulling up in the back like five steps to the door you know you got to bring your own food in so so many of the moms would like pack McDonald's for their kids and you know (laughs) yeah yeah it was like so clean like I can't even explain how clean it was um there was no garbage cans this is the most wild thing there's no garbage cans anywhere but you would always pack like your own little hand towel so after you went to the bathroom washed your hands you dry it off with your hand towel even diapers like I now being a mom I look back you didn't realize it then but moms would change their kids have these like little scented bags tie them up in the bags and bring their garbage home like the cleanest country I've ever been in um I don't know my husband's huge I and all these Japanese players are so small. And so I Mitch is like, I was born injured from like trying to, you know, check or hit these guys than they would get because they're so tiny and so fast. So um, yeah, like my husband did want to resign there, but it just didn't work out. And um, yeah, I just think it, it is totally different, um, a different style of hockey and uh but it was still so good um the guys were so nice um Mitch still talks to a lot of the Japanese players and keeps in contact with them and yeah there was lots there were some fans and just not as I guess not as not like European hockey or North American hockey but still so good the nature was amazing um the food the food was so cheap like lunches would be like five dollars with like a big bowl of ramen and I don't know if you like sushi, but that's our, our I favorite. I love sushi. And 
Yeah, that's all you can eat sushi. And it would literally come on those little um conveyor belt. You know, on this yeah, conveyor belt. It was I wish I took more pictures. Like the parks are amazing. Again, you don't realize that until you have kids and you know, these amazing parks and um I bring Henry everywhere with us. Um you drove on the opposite side of the road and so that was I don't know, something like to, you know, it's like riding a bike. You just get in your car and yeah. go. And so you have to think like, no, stay on this side of the road. Buddy. Like, <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know they did that there. Yeah, it was so good. And um, uh, there was like, yeah, Tokyo Disney we went to. There's, there's so many places. And I think it's one of those places that I don't know, maybe you associate China with, but no, Japan was hands down so amazing. And if anyone to visit or to play, like I would say, go, you know, it's, it's just so great and such a different culture, but such a good one. And there's skiing in the North and then there's beaches in the South. So you have it all there. Yeah. Are there a bunch of cute little villages, like old Japanese style buildings and stuff like that, that are really small? Yes. And we actually went, we played in Miko. And so that's like an hour and a half North of Tokyo, if I remember correctly. And, um, it's a UNESCO like world heritage site. So there was tons of like shrines and temples and walking trails. And um, yeah, I, I met some great girls there, um, a family that was there for years. I think she had one, maybe both of her girls there. Um, and so, yeah, we traveled a lot. They showed me a lot of places. Um, it was great. There was, we visited a lot of little Japanese towns and went on the bullet trains and yeah, did so much exploring there. It was, it was really great. I feel like that's true when you say that people associate China with Japan and it it is surprising to hear that it's that clean. I don't know why I had this like thought in my head that it wouldn't be, but I'm sure you probably have heard that a lot. Like people are probably surprised by that. Yes. And I even like when Mitch was signing there, I think that was my like view on it. I just thought I just associated them both together. And then like my husband like no it's nothing like that and he never had been but he's like such a like a history guy and like he's just like a book of knowledge that he's like no this and this and like you know made me feel so much better about it and like even on like Wednesdays it would be like red wine bottle recycle day so you'd put it outside and then on like (laughs) Thursday it was just white wine like and you never mix them because they will find who it was and one time we did it like I think I put a white wine bottle with the red ones and it was back on my doorstep like the recycling, the like cleanliness is, is like, it's mind blowing. And it's like, I don't know if you've been watching Netflix lately, but they've had all those, um, there, there's lots of like, um, shows and stuff about like places like with the longest living people and, you know, Japan always comes up and they, they have such like a healthy, um, clean country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I always thought to myself, like, I would never want to be pregnant there because there was girls at the rink that were nine months pregnant. And I was like, I didn't even know you were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny girls. I'm like, oh man. But yeah, it's, and two, like the kids, I don't know, so respectful. And I taught uh, just through the hockey, uh, hockey team. Some people asked me to tutor their kids and the nicest kids. Like, I think that they were paying me like 50 American dollars an hour. Wow. And would buy my dinner. Like it was just crazy. And um, yeah, it, the nicest, you know, at like the end of the year, they gave me this like wooden carved Hello Kitty, like literally probably weighed 30 pounds. Aww. I did not take it home. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have to leave this year because then I have to 
my husband will not pay for over baggage fees. So I was like, but for Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so well, sweet. If he though. won't pay, yeah, if he won't pay for a good hospital, like the top yeah. hospital, he's not paying for the Hello Kitty doll. <laughs> oh man. And I guess I, I, I shouldn't say that I would perceive it to not be clean, but I guess I, what I mean by that is just that there's so many people that live there that you would ultimately compare it to like New York City or Chicago, which is really not that clean in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Or you think about like this smog in China, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So you think, I don't know, you totally think that it's going to be like that. And um, yeah, it's so different. And I don't know why, I think there is lots of tourism there, but maybe, you know, our generation more is like heading to Europe, but yeah, I had actually like the most visitors I've ever had was there. And um, it was so fun. Like, and I did so much traveling with my dad and it was great. We went all the way south and seen so many of them like main hotspots. And yeah, I would honestly, when we were talking to that team this summer, we were just so excited and we're like, I'm like, okay, like I would be so up for Japan, like this, this, and this. And then when we found out about the dog thing, I was like, oh, but I said, I was like, let's start paperwork this year. Like if something works out next year, Mm-hmm. then at least it's done. But that's how much we loved it. And yeah, we always say Mitch and I like solo, no kids. We're going to go back to Japan on our next trip. Just us two. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Did you, how far is, um, how far is Thailand from there? Again, me having no, no uh, my <laughs> map knowledge. Did you ever get to go to Thailand? Cause that's on my bucket list. Yeah. I want to say, uh, I want to say that my sister and I went to Bali in the first year that we went to Nitra. Yes. Before I had Sam and we flew, I want to say this might be so crazy. I need to Google this before this goes on the air. (laughs) (laughs) I swear we stopped. I swear we did stop in Narita airport in Tokyo. And then we did the rest of the lake. I'm like 99% sure. So it is on the way, but no, we didn't. Um, I think too, like once you have a dog, I mean, as you know, before we just go do stuff, like we just, you know, you could fly somewhere. And actually even this season, like my friend Megan has a, a lab and we said, okay, at the end of the season, like we both want to do like a flyaway trip. So I'll take Moose for a few days and then they'll take Henry. We wanted to go to Greece and obviously COVID happened. So none of that happened, but mm-hmm. with the dog, it's so much harder to travel. So we always yeah. just drove places, mm-hmm. but it's good to find that person, you know, if you have someone on your team that you can like switch, um, you know, you can switch with. Yeah. I know it's hard for me with two because I would, that's just a lot to ask (laughs) if someone already has their own dog, but yeah, one, absolutely. I think that's really, really nice if you can do that. And yeah, it does get hard because then if you have the time, like it works for you, your husband might be on the road and then you have to coordinate somewhere for your dog to go or someone to come watch them or let them out and it makes everything complicated but like you said couldn't leave them behind ever (laughs) yes exactly you know and it's it is so hard I mean you know I know there's like probably dog kennels everywhere we've honestly never looked into it because he's just always like has you know come on the trips with us but the season it just like worked out perfectly that we're like hey like we'll take moose you take henry and you know, two dogs. I, I think sometimes it's easier than one. I swear they entertain each other or maybe <laughs> it's just Moose and Henry, but it yeah. was like they got their exercise out together. So I don't know. It didn't end up working out, but um, 
yeah, we have places on our bucket list that we haven't been able to go to because of Henry, but yeah, I wouldn't trade it either. So wherever you go next year, um, you should look into see if there's a website. Cause I know like back home, there's that Rover and we have something like that here in Austria. And I found a couple good dog sitters that I'll just hit up if we need someone, even for the day. Like she came last week cause we had to go sign some papers in Vienna to close on our house. And, um, yeah, she just came from like 12 to five 30 exercise. Then we got home, they were tired. I paid her. She's like, is 13 euros. Okay. And I was like, how about 20? Oh <laughs> how about 20 yes. euros? Like I can't just give you 13 euros because you're staying there oh for five gosh. and a half hours. That's how much like back home people charge for one hour of watching yeah. the dog. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. Like the price differences are wild. Like we, same. Like we cut our dog. We had an appointment always before we leave and then let his hair short for summer, but we pay 20 euros for his haircut in Slovakia. And I give her 30 and she's always like, that's too much. That's too much. I'm like, no, seriously, take it. Like he's a wild <laughs> animal. <laughs> and I know he's like so bad during haircuts. So I'm like, you deserve this here. I pay like $130. Oh yeah. Doodles it's are crazy to get groomed. It's ridiculous. Yes. I, yeah, it's, it's wild. I just, the price differences, even vets, I'm like, to get Henry's like teeth cleaned, I think it's a hundred euros in Slovakia and here it's 500. <laughs> oh my Lord. Yeah. We need to do that too. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it's so good too. Cause he never ever, I don't know my dog, I swear I give him so many bones and for the life of me, his teeth still get bad. So we definitely do it. And um, yeah, it's worth it to do over there. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. So you told me that you and your husband got engaged after really just being in person with each other for like four months. Is that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but were you dating it's, longer, but you just lived together for four months? Um, so we actually like, so we met in the summer in Lethbridge. Um, it was the summer. So I wasn't in school. He was home from, he was playing in the States. And so, um, I worked at just like a little restaurant for the summer and the bartender had invited me to a party. It's so romantic. And so <laughs> we, I went to this party, like not, yeah, just, just went my sister. I think my sister was working or something. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go. And with another like girl from work. And so we went and I had met Mitch there. And so that night I left the party, went out and that night he had messaged me on Facebook, like found me on Facebook, you know, that typical Facebook messaging. And um, <laughs> yes. yeah, he's like, Hey, like, remember me? And I'm like, you know, and his profile picture was so different than what he was like at the party. So I was like, Oh man, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, a blog profile. So I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> we like chatted a bit and he's so shy, like super shy. And he's like, Hey, like, yeah, do you want to hang out? And so we hung out and yeah, he like hardly talked. Anyone that knows my husband knows he like doesn't talk. And so, um, we, yeah, we hung out, hit it off and yeah, he was super nice and we kept hanging out. And then it was, I think he left like a month, a month and a half after we met. So when he left, he like kind of hinted at like dating and like being just boyfriend and girlfriend. And we never really, you know, we never really said yes or no. So he left. And then a month after being in the States, he's like, yeah, do you want to come? he was playing in Michigan. And so he was like, yeah, you know, do you want to come down? Do you want to be boyfriend or girlfriend? I was kind of hesitant because I'm like, Hey, like, I don't know you that well. And it's long distance and you know, all that. Yeah. So I went down there and yeah, so good. It was, you know, just like it was in the summer and we ended up dating and seriously talk like all day, every day. 
everyone's shocked that he could talk that much, but <laughs> he is, we just never ran out of things to say. It was so good. So then I went to visit one more time. I think he got traded to somewhere in Trenton, I think in New Jersey, I'm going to say, is that right? I'm so bad. Um, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so like by flight, I couldn't go. And then just as I was going to book my flight to Trenton, he got traded back to Michigan. So back to Kalamazoo. So I went back down that one more time. So I only visited twice and then he came home and um, we lived together for say like another, so we lived together. That's the first time I ever lived with someone. So he, a guy, I guess, and he, um, he came home, we lived together for a month, a month and a half and he proposed. So I would say three to four months of actually like wow. in person, like he, knowing he each knew. other. Yes. He just he, knew. <laughs> he wasn't going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Mitch's face is gonna go red during this part. <laughs> oh no, that's so sweet though. I mean, really, that's really sweet. Yes, and it was like I don't know. I yeah, it's true. Like I guess when you just know, you know. And um, we lived together for the rest of that summer, and then that was his first year of um, going abroad, going to Germany. And I was gonna take my exchange in the Netherlands, and yeah, it just worked. It was never, I guess, for us like long distance. You know, it was hard at times, but it just worked. And, um, yeah, we just made it work and we were always talking. Uh, we made an effort to see each other. And then our first year in Japan was, yeah, our first year. And ever since then I've been abroad with him and it just really worked. So I guess yeah, yeah the three months of in-person dating, <laughs> <laughs> you just knew. Yeah. That's, isn't it so funny to look back in time and see, like, I don't know if I think about when I hung out with my husband for the first time, it's hilarious to me to replay that in my head because my husband's actually also very reserved. Like he is really close with like certain people and like to other people that don't know him very well, maybe would perceive him as being like quieter or not like super outgoing. But when we first started talking, he was like very persistent and really wanted to hang out. And also he's, I don't even know if he's back right now listening to this in the hall, but <laughs> so take that part out. <laughs> But it's true. He was like totally pursuing me. And it's funny because that's just so not his personality. So I think it does go back to like, they just have a feeling that it's just supposed to be like, they really want to talk to you and hang out. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And um, did you guys, were you guys from the same place or? No. So we met, um, I went to Boise State in Idaho and he was playing for the Idaho Steelheads. So classic, met at a bar you know, that's like, the bar is like old school these days. Like social media <laughs> apps are like the new, the new bar. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like my friends will show me it and I'm like, man, like that case, there was nothing like that when I met Mitch. Right. So that was like after our time, you know? So like, yeah, we're like, Oh, I met this guy on this thing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so wild. But that's yeah, I'm just glad I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I have friends and that go through that too. And I think they feel the same way, you know, but once you get to like, you know, your later twenties and you know, you're not going out to a bar anymore, right? Like you're more going to a pubs with friends. So it's harder to to meet people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're going to bed. You want to go and watch Netflix and have a bowl of popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So starting off on your hockey journey to, I guess, where you are at now at this point in your life, how has your perspective changed? Um, it's completely different. I feel like at first, 
when we went into hockey, I was super excited to like travel. I was just at university. I wanted to go and like see the world and especially see it with Mitch. And um, yeah, but I always thought like, okay, we'll do this for a couple of years and then we'll, you know, we'll move back home. We'll get jobs, probably go to somewhere like Calgary, like all my friends are working there. And yeah, I was excited to go to work and I guess like join the workforce after working so hard uh, for your degree. But then after after doing a couple of years and then getting pregnant, um, having Sam, I think, honestly, it's completely changed. Um, all the time, I guess you get to spend with someone and after having Sam and, you know, as you know, like the guys are only gone for a few hours in the morning. So, um, yeah, we would, you know, he'd come home, we'd have lunch, go for a coffee. I think like most normal people working like an eight to four job don't get to spend this much time with their kids. And, yeah, now that we're in this and we want more kids, I'm just like, Mitch, like, you can't quit hockey. Like, not yet, you know? Yeah, and, yeah it's so, I don't know. It's, I, I was, I was looking forward to be being done while still enjoying it though. But now I'm just, you know, I don't know if I ever want it to be done and I know it has to end eventually. But as of right now, we're just like really soaking it in, um, hoping to have some more kids during, during hockey and, uh, yeah, I just think you learn so many things too with um, traveling and, you know, you like adopt your own traditions. And I, I, every time I come back in Canada, I always say to my husband, like, oh, it's so much like keeping up with the Joneses, like, you know, <laughs> bigger house, you know, nicer car and like this and this. And when we're in Europe, it just, the lifestyle in general is so much more slow paced. And um, yeah, just like all the parks and the pedestrian zones and I don't know what Graz is like, but um, even like Vienna and, you know, those places, I just think it's so much maybe more family friendly. And um, I don't know, I didn't realize that until we had STEM. And so we're trying to take advantage of hockey as long as we can and hoping to add some more kids in the mix too. So Yay, I don't know, do you well, feel like, for you guys. yeah, do you feel like you guys notice, I don't, I know you don't have a baby yet, but even like being pregnant, like I think you become more aware of things like um, you know, like, are you excited to have your little guy in hockey or do you wish you were home? Yeah, I, well, I'm super excited. Like I, I can't wait for, to like take him to games and be like, there's your dad. You know, I think that's so <laughs> yeah. cute and sweet. I love watching the other girls that have kids do that. I think it's just adorable. It, it's definitely like, a, I feel safe here. I feel like comfortable here. Um, it is hard being away from family, but I think there's like a silver lining in everything and it'll, it'll all work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's so many pros and cons to each, you know, and yeah. I wonder like when you have your little guy, like, you know, you'll just, I don't know, I just realize so much more different things or I don't know, even though like I'm not working in Slovakia or I wasn't, um, I was doing like part-time teaching, but, um, you know, you just see like different healthcare systems, different, uh, different like uh, maternity leaves. And um, I just find like I, in Slovakia, at least I can speak to that. They cater so much more towards moms and um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, some of the traditions true. we have like adopted. Yeah. And they had like maternity leave for three years. Like I think on your third year, it might be just like, like a smaller percentage than your first two, but then at three, like your kid goes to school full time and you know, you can even pick them up at like five o'clock, you know, you're not trying to find someone at, if, you, if you're not done work till five and school's done at three 30, you're not trying to find someone for that hour and a half. Like they just, 
they really do cater way more towards moms and um, the schools. I even taught like little kindergartens, like little basic English. And yeah, they were just, they were so great. They're almost like more of a, like a home feel than a school. And yeah, the things you don't realize until you actually have kids, but yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. I love that my perspective has totally changed and hopefully we can ride this hockey life out a little longer. Yeah, I know. I've heard, I mean, I'm sure that's something that I will learn and notice just as, you know, like once I have him, but I think I've heard that from other girls that have lived here, like that everything is very much centered around like family and the mom. I mean, just even the bathrooms, there's, there's little areas where you can just go in with your baby and it's, seems a lot nicer than those kind of like rinky dink changing tables in the U.S., you know, in the, in the big stall bathroom. Like there's actually like a space where you can go and you don't feel like icky, you know, in, in a bathroom stall. <laughs> yes. And you can have room to like move, you know, it's not just this tiny little square box. It's, yeah. yeah. It's so true, right? Like the, you know, like a breastfeeding station or like with a comfortable chair. Like I, yeah, it's crazy that, that we haven't like looked at Europe and adopted some of these ideas, but yeah, it's great over there. I feel like hockey and also this is just like being in this hockey life throughout your twenties. I feel like your twenties is such a huge period of growth anyways, like transitioning from your twenties to your thirties. And how old are you? 28. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's been such a huge period of growth. I love like how it's taught us to really minimalize everything that we don't really need and also just really noticing the people that are important to you and that you want to spend time with and just making all these new connections all over the world is so cool and so many people don't have that experience ever in their life yeah like I think that you totally I mean things you cared about in your early 20s to now is totally different and I don't know I always laugh because our first year in Germany when I would just go to visit Mitch you know everyone would be like, Oh, you're so young. You know, like you're, you know, you're so young. And now it's like last year, all the girls in the team were younger than me. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm like that girl that I'm like, okay, you're so young. Yeah. <laughs> you know and I'm like? Oh my gosh, I don't even feel old. I literally feel like I'm in my early twenties still. But when you ask people their age and they're like, I'm 22, I'm 23. And you're like, but you know, you just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like your turn now. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's fun to be on the other side too, right? Because yeah, like you said, you think of, you know, you do things differently. I think you're more confident too, you know, you Mm -hmm. just are like, hey, like I'm Shelby and like, you know, let's hang out and you know what it's like to be like that new girl on a team or your first year abroad, you know, like you want to help. And yeah, I think it's fun to be on the other side and maybe it's like more easy. So I don't know, I enjoy it. No, you're so right. And I think at 21, I thought I was so old and cool. I was like, oh, I'm cool. <laughs> I know it all. And right. now I'm like, um, 21, you're a baby. <laughs> yeah, actually, though. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's so true, right? Because um, like in Nitra, we, oh my goodness, I can't even, like, I wish I had photos of, you know, some of the places that we lived. And, you know, you start to realize like the good and the bad and you know, you're like, I used to live in a place that like hardly had heat. Like in Japan, it was like our heater always broke and stuff. And then, you know, you have these like nice apartments and you're like, hey girls, like remember, you know, like you, I don't know, you kind of just are like, when you go into, when you've experienced those experiences, I guess like you, 
I don't know. You, you, I don't know, grow from them, I guess, but yeah. I think, yeah, I, just I think, think the lifestyle like pushes you to grow up quickly because I don't, yeah. Like, and also I have friends that are 21 in this hockey world and they don't feel that much younger than me. So I think it really matures you because you go through so much in this lifestyle that really challenges you as opposed to just not having those things thrown at you. I don't know if that makes yes. sense. Yes. And yeah, same. Like all the girls the last couple of years were younger than me, um, except one girl was a bit older than me, but the girls that were younger, I swear we all felt the same age and they were so great. Like even with them, you know, none of them had kids and they're always like, Hey, Shelby, like, can I babysit? Can I help? Like, you know, they, I don't know, they completely, I guess just like understood or like, I was like, I was hope, I hope I was that helpful. Like when I didn't have them, you know, and they're, they're yeah. so wonderful. I've never felt like that much older than them. I've always felt like, and always include me, like they, you know, would go to a trip to Budapest, you know, on um, the day after New Year's and they're like, do you and Sam want to come? And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like Sam doesn't do well shopping for a long time, you know, maybe when he was really little, but now he's like a, let's go outside, run at parks and stuff, but they mm-hmm. always still invited me, you know? And so I think that means so much. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. Yeah. Before I was really in the space of wanting to start having kids, I don't feel like I was helpful to those that did have kids. I was just like, oh, like they got it, you know? But once you might have to start going through that process yourself, you're like, okay, I get it now. Like now I can be helpful to <laughs> the people younger than me when they need it, you know? Yes. And I feel like you look back, like I, I always look back and I'm like, man, that mom was like a rock star. Like she yeah. just like came to the rink, had her kids in tow. And you know, like, I just think of those situations that I just thought that it was normal and, you know, they were just moms and yeah. I'm like, man, they were, they're such good moms and, you know, doing these long travel days and yeah, like you just, you just didn't know. I think that it's so true when people say like, you know, you just don't get it until you have your own kids. It's like, it couldn't be more true. Um, you know, you just really don't, but you look back and you think like, wow, this girl was a total rock star and Mm -hmm. yeah, killed it in the mom game, you know? So I think that (laughs) you don't know until you're in it. And I think that goes for like any aspect of your life, whether that's, you know, planning a wedding or just whatever you're going through, you don't fully get it till you go through it yourself. Yeah. It's no, it's so true. I think, yes, you can't relate to anything else until you've experienced something different, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. So like we're laughing because we're like, Oh, you know, on some teams you don't get cars or on some teams, the apartments aren't brand new and so easy sometimes to complain. Um, so yeah, it gives you perspective, I think. And I think those new experiences always just, you know, make you appreciate the old ones too. So Yeah, I love how you just worded that all. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, If someone wants to welcome, how can they find you? Um, Yeah, just on Instagram. I think it's just my first and last name, um, Shelby Versteeg. And um, yeah, just message me any questions you have. I'll try my best to help. (laughs) I mean, um, (laughs) yeah, it was so nice so nice talking to you and I'm so glad we finally connected. I know we've connected a few times over the dogs and yeah. <laughs> hopefully sometime soon over the babies. I can't wait to see him when he's born. Oh, yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week.